Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with Seek Godly Counsel as we pick up in Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. God said the people are drawing, verse 13, drawing near to me with their mouth and with their lips they are honoring me, but their heart is far from me. And the fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder. For the wisdom of the wise men shall perish, and the understanding of the prudent men shall be hid. Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord, and the works that are in the dark that say, Who sees us and who knows us? Surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. For the work shall say of him that made it, He made me not, or shall the thing framed say of him that framed it, he hath no understanding. Here Isaiah shows again in this figure of the potter and the clay how that it is so ridiculous for man, the clay, to say to the potter, he didn't make me. I evolved. To say of God, well, God doesn't have any understanding. That's ridiculous. How can you look at the human body and say that God doesn't have any understanding? The intricate system of the human body, the bloodstream, and just take that alone, the heart and and the bloodstream, and how can you say that God has no understanding? The nervous system and its functions, the brain and the messages that it codes and and sends and so forth and decodes. And how can you say that God has no understanding or that God didn't make me? And yet here we listen to these little bits of intellectual clay (laughs) boasting against God, against the Creator, exalting themselves and their own intellectual prowess. How stupidly ridiculous. At the end of the chapter here, he talks about God's going to crack the clay pots. (laughs) Is it not yet a very little while, and Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field shall be esteemed as a forest? And in that day shall the deaf, and now again, God's glorious day that is coming, The day when the deaf will hear the words of the book and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. The meek also shall increase their joy in the Lord for the meek shall inherit the earth. And the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. For the terrible one has been brought to nothing The scorner has been consumed, and all that watch for iniquity have been cut off, that make a man an offender for a word, and lay a snare for him that reproves in the gates, and turns aside the just for a thing of nothing. Therefore, thus saith the Lord who redeemed Abraham, concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall now be ashamed, neither shall his face wax pale, 
But when he sees his children, the work of my hands in the midst of him, they shall sanctify my name and sanctify the Holy One of Jacob and fear the God of Israel. They also that erred in spirit shall come to understanding and they that murmured shall learn doctrine. Woe unto the rebellious children, saith the Lord, that take counsel, but not from me, and that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to their sin. Now, these people, the judgment was coming. They knew that Assyria was marching, but rather than turning to God for counsel and for help, they were sending ambassadors down to Egypt to make a mutual defense pact with Egypt so that they could hire the Egyptians to come and to help defend them against the Assyrians. But the prophet said it's stupid to call on Egypt for help because Assyria is going to wipe out Egypt. But Assyria is not going to wipe out you. Now your strength is just to stand still and do nothing but trust in the Lord. And woe unto those that are seeking counsel, but not from God. Blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. People today are seeking counsel, but not from God. There are many of them going to ungodly psychiatrists who are filled with humanism and Freudism, and they are giving you the garbage and charging you $100 an hour for garbage. That's ridiculous. Woe unto those that take counsel, but not from God, that seek to find a covering, but not from the Spirit, that go down to Egypt and have not asked from God. They seek to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh, and they trust in the shadow of Egypt. But there's no real substance to Egypt. It's a shadow. It's going to decline. It's going to fall. Therefore shall the strength of Pharaoh be your shame and your trust in the shadow of Egypt will only bring you confusion. For the princes were there at Zon and the ambassadors, they came to Hanes, the major cities of Egypt in that day. And they were all ashamed of the people that they could not profit them nor be able to help nor profit but a shame and also a reproach and the burden of the beast of the south to the land of trouble and anguish from whence come the young and the old lion, the viper, the fiery flying serpent, and they carry their riches on the shoulders of the young donkeys and their treasures upon the bunches of camels and to a people that shall not profit them. For the Egyptians shall help in vain and to no purpose. Therefore have I cried concerning this, your strength is just to sit still. Now, this is what the prophet Isaiah kept telling Hezekiah. Don't worry about it. God's going to defend you. You don't have to worry about the Assyrians and their invasion because God is going to take care of you. You're not going to have to fight the battle. God is going to fight for you. Now, just trust in the Lord. And here he is saying, your strength is just to sit still and trust in God. Now go and write it before them in a table and note it in a book that it may be for the time to come and forever and ever. Write it down for them so that when God does, you can take the book out and say, look, this is what I told you. See, here it is. Now this, that this is a rebellious people. They are lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord, which say to their seers, see not, and to the prophets, don't prophesy to us right things, but speak smooth things. Prophesy deceitfully. 
Only tell me good things about me, you know. Don't tell me the truth. I don't want to know that. They say to the prophets, get out of the way. Turn aside out of the path. Cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. Wherefore, thus saith the Holy One of Israel, because you despise this word and you trust in oppression and perverseness and you're resting on it, therefore this iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall, swelling out in a high wall whose breaking cometh suddenly at an instant, and it shall break it, he shall break it as the breaking of a potter's vessel that is broken in pieces. He shall not spare. God's going to crack all of these pots. This takes you out to the book of Revelation where it talks about the reign of Jesus Christ who as a, uh, with an iron will pop the, you know, the clay vessels and shatter them to pieces. Those that have exalted themselves. He'll pop them so that there shall not be found in the bursting of it a shrewd to take fire from the hearth or to take water with all out of the pit. There won't be any enough left to even take water out. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved. Don't go to Egypt. Just return and rest in the Lord, and there you'll be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength, but you won't listen. You will not hear. For you said, no, we will flee upon horses. We'll get away from the Assyrians. We'll get on horses and we'll flee. But he said, those who are chasing you will have faster horses than you do. And a thousand will flee from one man. And at the rebuke of five, you will flee till you are left as a beacon upon the top of a mountain. And therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you. And therefore will he be exalted that ye may have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment. Blessed are all they that wait on him. Now, some of the more wealthy people were escaping to Egypt when they saw this Assyrian invasion coming. Get on their horses, heading to Egypt, escape from. But Egypt fell to Assyria. However, Jerusalem stood. Those that stayed there in quietness and confidence, trusting in the Lord. The Lord wiped out the Assyrian army. The children of Israel didn't have to fight them. God delivered them. And we'll get to that as we move along here in Isaiah. God's judgment upon the Assyrians as he wiped out 185,000 in one night of the first line fighting troops. But here the prophet is telling them all along, quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Don't run. They'll chase you. They'll, they'll be faster than you are. They'll overtake you. But those that will wait upon God will be delivered. For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. Thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry when he shall hear it, and he will answer thee. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner any more. but thine eyes shall see thy teachers, and thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. When ye turn to the right hand and when ye turn to the left, how glorious to be led of the Spirit, and having God say, Okay, this is the way, walk in it. What is the way? The way of waiting upon God and trusting in him. You shall defile also the covering of the graven images of silver, the ornament of thy molten images of gold. Thou shalt cast them away as a menstruous cloth. Thou shalt say unto it, get thee hence. 
Then shall he give the rain of thy seed that thou shalt sow the ground with all and the bread of the increase of the earth and it shall be fat and plenteous. In that day shall the cattle feed in the large pastures, the oxen likewise and the young asses and the ear of the ground shall eat clean provender which hath been winnowed with a shovel and with a fan. And there shall be upon every high mountain, upon every high hill, rivers and streams of waters in the day of the great slaughter when the towers fall. Moreover, the light of the moon shall be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun shall be sevenfold as the light of seven days in the day of the Lord that bindeth up the breach of his people and heals the stroke of their womb. Sounds like the sun will go into a supernova. Behold, the name of the Lord cometh from far, burning with his anger, and the burden thereof is heavy, and his lips are full of indignation, and his tongue is a devouring fire. Again, we're getting into the day of his indignation, getting into the day of the great wrath, and this moon uh, shall be as light as the sun, and the light sunlight seven times increased. It reminds us of the book of Revelation, chapter uh, 16, as the Lord is pouring out the vials of his wrath upon the earth. In the fourth vial, he gives power unto the sun to scorch men who dwell upon the earth. And men will be scorched by the sun during that time. And so the sun increased in its brightness to a seven times intensity. So that the moon reflecting the sun at night under a full moon, it will be as bright on the earth as it is usually during the daytime. And it does sound like the sun will go into a supernova state. And there are a lot of interesting implications to the sun going into a supernova state of, of the effect that it would have upon the earth and so forth. Of course, it would be devastating to the earth if the sun went into a supernova state. The astronomers believe that when stars are about to die, that they, they go into this supernova state. And supernova is a phenomena that we observe in the universe. Uh, we have observed many stars. They, as they are about to die, they go into this tremendous intensity of light, and 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 it seems, they call them the supernovas because they get so bright and they begin to emit so much radiation and all. And uh, astronomers have watched these stars in supernovas. If the sun should go in the supernova, it just about do in the Earth, uh, but. It sure sounds like it here. The sun being seven times brighter, the moon being as bright as the sun, and the sun becoming seven times brighter sounds like a supernova. But it speaks about the name of the Lord comes from far burning in his anger, and the burden thereof is heavy. His lips are full of indignation. In Revelation, it says, for the cup at the time of this, uh, the sun giving power to the sun to scorch men who dwell upon the earth. It says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for the cup of his indignation overflows. And he's pouring out the cup of the wrath upon the earth. And, and so here, his indignation, the tongue is a devouring fire. And his breath as an overflowing stream shall reach to the midst of the neck to sift the nations with a sieve of vanity. And there shall be a bridle in the jaws of the people causing them to err. Ye shall have a song as in the night and the holy solemnity is kept and gladness of heart as when one goes with a pipe to come to the mountains of the Lord to the mighty one of Israel. 
And the Lord shall cause his glorious voice to be heard and shall show the lightning down of his arm and the indignation of his anger and with flame of a devouring fire with scattering and tempest and hailstones. For through the voice of the Lord shall the Assyrian be beaten down, which smote with a rod. Now we're coming back to the local situation. God's going to wipe out the Assyrian. However, the Assyrian here could also be a type of the Antichrist who will be destroyed by the sword that goes forth out of the mouth of Christ when he returns. And in every place where the ground staff shall pass, which the Lord shall lay upon him, it shall be with tablets and harps and battles of shaking will he fight with it. For Tophet, interesting scripture, Tophet is ordained of old. Tophet is hell. It is actually the Gehenna of the New Testament. And Hades is hell. Gehenna is another place. Tophet is ordained of old. Jesus said that Tophet was prepared by God for the devil and his angels. It has been ordained of old, a place that God has ordained. The word means the place of a burning fire. In the New Testament, it is described as the place that burns with fire, the lake of fire. And Tophet is ordained of old, yea, for the king it is prepared. He hath made it deep and large. The pile thereof is fire and much wood, and the breath of the Lord, like a stream of brimstone, doth kindle it. David said, Where can I flee from thy presence? If I ascend into heaven, thou art there. Yea, if I descend into hell, lo, thou art there. Here very graphically it describes this place known as Tophet in the Greek, Gehenna. The final place of the wicked dead. Hell is not a place of eternal punishment. Hades. Death and hell are going to give up their dead, which are in them. In Revelation chapter 20, when he sees the great white throne judgment of God, and death and hell deliver up their dead. And those whose names are not found written in the book of life are cast into the lake that burns with fire, Gehenna, Tophet. This is the second death. So hell will come to an end when it gives up its dead to stand before God at the judgment bar. And then they will be cast into Gehenna. Now, of Gehenna, the scripture declares, and the smoke of their torment ascendeth from the ages through the ages. Aeonios prostanionios, in the Greek, the strongest term there is for expressing eternity, from the ages through the ages. Jesus said of Gehenna, where the worm dies not, neither is the fire quenched. Now, there are those who say, well, hell is not a place of eternal punishment. And we get, oh, but the Bible says, no, the Bible does say that. And they can show you scriptures where hell is not a place of eternal punishment. Death and hell will give up the dead that are in them. Gehenna, Hades. But when you talk about Gehenna, you're talking about something else. Tophet. It's been ordained of old. 
and according to the scriptures, the smoke of the torment will ascend forever and ever. Jesus said, where the worm dies not, neither is the fire quenched. Now, you can read into that whatever you want. You can read out of that whatever you want. I personally just leave it alone. I have no intention of being there. And whether they are consumed and their smoke ascends forever and ever. But Jesus said, where the worm dies not. So to me, the strong indications are that it will be an eternal separation from God and whether or not conscious, that, that's something that's in God's hands. I don't worry about that. I don't mess with that. That's, that's out of my territory. That's in God's hands. And God will do what is right and what is fair. But my great concern is with that new model that he's preparing for me. The new building of God that is eternal in the heavens. That's where I can get excited and, and really get into the glorious future that I have with him. My eternal future with the Lord. That's the thing that can really get me excited. We'll continue with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Isaiah on our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Isaiah 29-30 through when visiting thewordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's thewordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today. P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord be with you and bless you and keep you in his love and grace. May the Lord watch over you and may you be filled with his spirit and walk in the strength and in the power of the spirit of God as he anoints you day by day. May you be enabled by him and may you enter into that fullness that he has for you, walking with the Lord, loving the Lord, listening to the Lord. Alert unto the Lord in these last days when the world around you is walking in its drunken stupor. May your mind and heart be clear, sensitive to God and to the things of the Spirit. In Jesus' name.
This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. This Christmas, why not give the gift of God's Word by choosing the Word for Today Bible, featuring Chuck Smith's notes highlighting a simple understanding of the Scriptures. This Bible includes an exhaustive concordance, cross-references, in-text and color maps, words of Christ in red, and Chuck Smith's commentary notes, including Hebrew and Greek word origins. And in the Word for Today Bible softcover edition, we've included Chuck Smith's book, How Can a Man Be Born Again, which is very informative for a new believer. It's our prayer that as your loved ones read the Word for Today Bible, Chuck's commentaries will give a simple understanding into the scriptures, causing God's Word to come to life in their heart, not only drawing them into a closer relationship with the Lord, but stirring them to passionately serve God. For more information, please call the Word for Today at 800-272-9673 or visit us online at thewordfortoday.org to read a preview.